This is the Go for Puck Live podcast, episode number 35, recorded Tuesday, February 19th, 2013. Welcome to the Go for Puck Live podcast, along with Hammy and Vigo. I'm your host, Jupiter, and this week is Bulldog Week. And when that happens, we always bring, well, we'd like to bring a guest on. I don't know if we'd like him, but um, Drunk Hockey Guy is joining us this week, like you did last year. Hello, Kitty. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm great. I've actually become a bigger fan of Hello, Kitty. And, you know, before this whole thing gets started, I want to thank you guys. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to thank you guys for being the most gracious host I've ever seen. Why would you support. say that? Out of Frozen Four. I mean, you guys could not have hosted a better event in 2011. Well, and to win, a, to win a title hosted by you guys, just it meant so much more. Because I haven't talked to you guys since then. And no, you have. You, you it, did it, last you year. You talked to us last year. Was, no, 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 no. no. Last year. No, Remember we didn't. Last time we talked. No, it was Final I Five played. last year. Oh, when, you're right. When, when both yeah. our teams were going to go and meet each other in the finals, and both our teams just got no, no, no. I pretty Remember, Chris, you called that, that spot one. on that neither one of us would. Meet I know we were pretty. Yeah, we were pretty negative. One. We were pretty negative. It was pretty. Ne- oh, did we lose them already? No, I mean it was pretty negative. Right. So it. Uh, but anyways, so I probably wasted that again. But again, thank you guys. You guys are great. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, well, it's nice to have you on. You're always entertaining if you're not getting yourself into trouble somewhere else. But yeah, now we're back in the cellar, right where we belong. Well, you're getting there. You're, oh uh, yeah, your team sucks. <laughs> yeah, we're not real good this year. <laughs> well, before we get into you, our team played this past weekend, and we care about our team, the Gophers. So you're gonna have to put up with us for a little bit, and you can chime in if you want, because you know we talk a little bit about outdoor hockey and. Some people like it, some people don't. We'll just see how it goes. Somebody needs to explain the 1% to me as this thing gets going. Vigo, go ahead. Well, I was reading the forums trying to get a feel for what people saw the weekend because I, I thought it was a great event. It was, it was fun to be in Chicago and, and see all the fans that made the trip and uh, take in uh, the tailgating scene that was happening. And it seemed great. And after both games, uh, the coaches and players all seemed to enjoy the event and you know, I'm reading all these forms, and everybody's saying, oh, what an awful idea, the hockey's bad, the ice just makes the game unplayable, yada, yada, yada. We shouldn't be putting points at stake in an event like this. And I think it's great for the game. I think it brings a lot of attention to it, and, and uh, if it gains some fans, that's that's a good thing. But don't you oh. think it's getting a little played out? Yeah. You know, it's been happening, I think, too much, and I think – the novelty of it is really starting to wear off. And, you know, they don't think they're going to have one here next year. It would be, you know, two seasons from now. And, you know, are, are people going to really want to see it then? I think they will. I do. Ab- absolutely. Really? I mean, pe- people can say whatever they want. Everybody wants to be negative because, you know, <clears throat> we knew going into that it, it was the way it is. But let's be honest. You, you might, you're going to be – people are going to be negative about it when it gets talked about, okay? But the closer you get to that event and the more people you hear that are going to go and you start to think about it, right, it, it, you're not there to watch a hockey game, okay? It, it's basically football on ice, right? It's a massive tailgate party. Which, whether you admit it or not, the people that are going to go are going to be those people who want to tailgate and have a good time, just like we do with the Final Five, right? And it's – it's so think about when a puck goes in the net and there's 50,000 of your fans pretty much going crazy when that puck goes in the net in a football stadium. I'll tell you one thing. The football team hasn't heard a crowd that loud, that loud wow. at TCF 
and uh, and they'll hear, much, they'll hear a much louder crowd for the hockey team. I can promise you that. Has the novelty worn off, Vigo? Well, I think if in three years North Dakota comes to the TCF, you're going to see a huge crowd and people are going to be excited about it. If you do it every year, it's going to wear off for the same team if they host it every year. But if it's a you know once every four year kind of thing, people are going to get pumped for it. All right, Hammy, what are your thoughts? I know you're not a big fan of it. No, I mean, I don't disagree at all with what Chris said about it being kind of a fan-friendly event where you go out and get bombed with your friends and just have a good time in the event atmosphere. I never had a problem with that kind of stuff. I understand that stuff. For me, it's more about the game itself. I mean, that's just me personally, and I feel like that the outdoor games have jumped the shark, you know, to use a TV term. I I feel like it's played out. I I don't. um, It is fun, like, like Chris mentioned, I go do the partying bit and all that, but I don't like the fact, I mean, I you understand in football or in baseball that the elements are going to play a role in the game. You know, maybe the wind's blowing out and it's going to be a home run fest or it's a muddy track in, in a football game and it's going to favor the physical running team or whatever. You, I totally get that with those sports, but in hockey, you know, it, the elements are not supposed to be a part, not in this day and age, at least maybe 50 years ago, but not now. And so for me, that's that's an issue. When you when you have goalies that have the sun blinding them and they can't see the puck, and you have the ice that's choppy, and and you know, to me, it's just not. I haven't seen many outdoor games that have been really entertaining from an actual game standpoint. And so for me, that's the problem that I have. I just don't like to see that the elements, uh, you know, interfere with a lot of how the actual game is played. And, and that's that's ultimately the problem I have with it. Let's get Andy Johnson going for a minute here. And this is no disrespect, but there's two different styles of play of hockey. Minnesota plays a style. Wisconsin plays a style. And that ice could not have played any better in a Wisconsin style of hockey. Well, absolutely. I mean, we kind of talked about it last week. I mean, Wisconsin's a team that they struggle to score goals. I mean, this year they're struggling a great deal to score goals. So a slower track and, and being able to kind of just play more conservatively and all that kind of stuff, that kind of ice and those kind of conditions, that's exactly the kind of game that they want. Now, I am not going to blame the loss on that, you know, or that I was outside because we just didn't play well enough. But I think it's fair to say that that kind of a situation does play more into the favor of a team like Wisconsin than it does for Minnesota. One thing that frustrated me was that Minnesota didn't adjust when it was obvious what the adjustments were. I mean, we. Uh, I was with one of the stats guys for the U, uh, uh, Rob Scheel, and he was with a friend. We were watching the game, and one thing I kept noticing, and they kept noticing, is like the Gophers are trying to do these fancy plays. They're trying to do these big, booming shots from the point that aren't accurate. It's even worse when it's crappy conditions. We were like, you know, just wrist shots, accurate wrist shots on net, get the rebound. And it was too late when they finally figured that out because that's what Wisconsin was doing the whole game. Once Minnesota, you know, like, you know, started playing a little dirty or just getting the puck on net, get the rebounds, they started playing well. But the problem is they didn't adjust to it, and Wisconsin did much quicker. Well, I mean, I think part of that, too, is that Wisconsin, I mean, maybe not all the players on their team, but they've had outdoor games, you know, in recent years. They've had, they've experienced that, you know, their coach has, and, you know, maybe from that standpoint, there's a little bit of an advantage early on because you know you've been in those kinds of situations that, hey, it's not about this or that. It's about just throwing pucks at the net and, and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I think that 
Lucia even sounded like in the, in the papers last week, you know, he was calling to some like Mel Pearson, for instance, to talk to him about his experiences in outdoor games because Lucia hasn't had to coach in that kind of an environment. So maybe there's a slight advantage, you know, at least early on. And maybe they should have adjusted sooner. You know, that, that's certainly a good argument you could say. Any other thoughts on that game? Or let's go back to the Friday game if you want, Vigo. Um, obviously, that was a 3-2 win. What do you think about Friday's game? Well, one last thing about the, the hockey day okay. is that Notre Dame played that style as well. I mean, picking Notre Dame and Wisconsin, two of the most defensive teams in college hockey, probably didn't set it up for a you know, fire wake in hockey. If they would have put St. Cloud out there or you know somebody like that, Colorado College, you know, more back-and-forth team, it would have been a more exciting game. But I think just because it involved Wisconsin, it was instantly going to be a slow-down game. I mean, so on Friday... Who else do you pick? You know what I mean? Because you got to also think about drawing the fans. As, as much as it didn't look like it, they sold fifty some thousand tickets. I mean, what do you? I mean, do you, I guess you? What do you do? You replace Miami with Michigan? I mean, that probably would have been a better draw and more what you're looking for. But you still would have got that slow it down. Problem is, I think don't Miami doesn't Miami play that same brand of hockey as Notre Dame? So you really had a two Pretty teams much. that didn't want a fire wagon it at all, and it was just it was atrocious. That first part. game looked. Like a peewee game compared to the second game. It was so much slower. You know, maybe it was the ice, maybe it was because of the sun, who knows. It just seemed like the Minnesota-Wisconsin game was much more up and down and just a faster-paced game. Yeah, I'm not sure what you do. Maybe you make the rink bigger. Maybe you make it 200 by 100 just to encourage a little bit more action going on. But, you know, the teams involved, they did it strictly for the fans and, and the draw in Chicago, I think. I, I think if there's a game at TCF and they do kind of a Minnesota showcase and they invite the Minnesota teams to that, you'll probably see more entertaining hockey. So what do you think about Friday night there, Vigo? Well, I think um, Minnesota might have lucked out getting those power plays because <laughs> they, they did not look that impressive on the power play, and yet they still came away with three power play goals. Uh Thank, thankfully, they got some talent who could pull it off. <laughs> Hammy, your thoughts on the other game this weekend? Well, I mean, I thought it was kind of what you would expect. You know, if you're going to win on a road game, you have to take advantage of your uh, power play opportunities, especially against a defensive-minded team. Uh, the one thing that kind of surprised me a little bit is um, Wisconsin getting up early and then, you know, losing the game. I mean, because usually when you think about them getting a lead, they're just going to sit on it and be – you know, pretty conservative, whatever. And that's kind of where the power plays. It was fortunate that we got that kind of later in the first period that uh, power play, and then I kind of seemed to even things up, and then we took advantage of things as the game went along. Well, so we got the split this weekend. We're a couple points back. Blah blah blah. Everyone's written off the team. They have no chance. Uh, what do you think, guys? You think they still can get up, get first place? Hammy, is it too late? Uh, well, my feeling was that sincere. I mean, I think I said this on GPL. I, I felt like they had to win on Sunday to really have a legitimate chance to win the league title because I felt like um, looking at the schedule down the stretch, it was relatively advantageous for the Gophers. Um, St. Cloud has you know a couple road series left, so you know, and our one road series is at Bemidji, and that's certainly a series the Gophers should sweep. Um, so, you know, I felt like if we were within a point or so, you know, that that would certainly be to our advantage. Now with a three-point lead, I mean, I, you can't rule it out because, like I said, they have to play at Wisconsin, and over the years, St. Cloud has not really played well. I mean, I know they swept there last year, but they haven't generally played well at Madison, and CC won't be a pushover. So, 
Um, you know, you never know, but I would say that more than likely they're probably not going to get first place. What do you think, Vigo? you think the Minnesota can sneak up there, or you think second place or third place is good enough? Well, I think their goal is to be in the top two right now. You look at uh, the way the WCHA standings are, you'd like to be playing Bemidji or Alaska in that first weekend just to you know take that out of worry. And I think that's the goal. And they've got an easy schedule down the stretch here. I, I think they got a sweep coming up this weekend. So, you know, slump buster on the sleeps. So <laughs> that should help them out. Well, let's look at the rest of WCHA. And, uh, Chris, boy, one point out of Bemidji with you, your team and the Beavers. You know, I like to think back to what somebody said uh, a few months ago about Tech. And in my opinion, Bemidji's just legit. Um <laughs> We didn't necessarily play bad. They're just that good of a team. Um, okay, so for real? Okay, so let's be real about it. Um, it was horrible. <laughs> and unfortunately, I got both games on TV because uh, uh, for some odd reason, the the, the Bemidji is, is broadcast throughout the state. For the life of me, I can't figure out how the hell everybody gets that public access public channel. Public television, gotta love it. Well, I'm about to say the Bulldogs should sign on that channel. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, but um, I think we'd rather watch Bemidji State hockey than Bulldog hockey, though. Well, in my opinion, this is what I saw. Friday was Sandy basically threw a game away. He had to send a message to his goaltender. Um, he left the one at home, obviously the proven backup, and, and he left uh, he left McNeely on the bench. Um, Fonz is not a D1 goalie. Um, he is a third string goalie. He was if an emergency watch, goalie for us. Yeah, if you watch any of that game, watching him slide side to side, it, it looked like he was on gravel. I've never seen a goalie move post to post slower. Um, and that's where they beat us on the power play post to post. <clears throat> um, the problem with McNeely is, is my opinion, we're getting a little jelly syndrome with him, Brady Jelly, where you know he thinks it's his position, he doesn't have to earn it, and there's nobody there to push him. And the difference with that was is when Sandlin told Jelly it wasn't his spot and Ryder was going to push him forward, he quit. In this case, we don't have that option. And, um, you know, McNeely, is, um, McNeely has all the talent in the world, but, you know, I don't think he's really learned how to deal with, you know, adversity. You know, there's a lot of – from – I don't know how he handles when the puck goes in the net, if he puts that on his shoulders or if he puts it on other people's shoulders. <clears throat> but that, that's problem number one. But this goaltending is not this team's problem. He's played well enough for us to win enough games. Um, this right. team reminds me a lot of the team after we went to the Frozen 4 and 04, a team that just kind of quit on their coach. Um, not everybody, but there's a couple people there that have, that have quit. And unfortunately, I think they're some of the leaders on the team. And obviously, I'm not in their brain. I can't say they quit for sure. But the product that I'm seeing on the ice is either they quit or they're about as mentally soft as it gets. If you blow on their brain... It, they fold. The second something goes wrong, you can see it on the ice. It just the whole thing unravels. You go into Saturday. McNeely played well enough to win that game. I mean, he played he played a hell of a game, and unfortunately, uh, our offense didn't show up against Bemidji. And and I was talking to a couple Bulldog people about this, and and I don't think you'll see us scheduling Bemidji uh, much on our schedule moving forward, just because of the fact that UMD likes to play a skating game. And if we have a choice of our non-conference teams, we're just we're not going to play teams that are going to just grind it out and muck it on the wall. That's not good for us. I, I actually do believe you'll see UMD play Minnesota, not just because it's Minnesota, but because of the style of hockey Minnesota plays. You'll see a better two games out of our team this weekend than you did last weekend, just solely because of the style of play. So what happened Friday night? I noticed you were tweeting uh, about uh, some controversial 
check from behind or five minute major, you were really mad about something, weren't you? Oh, it wasn't just me. The, See, I don't know. I just, reg- I just heard something, but oh, I didn't no, look the, into it. Oh, no, the regular fans. So we got a check from behind that was a check, like, he blew on him, basically. Um, the goal, guy didn't even go down. He kind of dropped to one knee. It was kind of a tap. He turned at the last minute. They tossed him. If you follow Chris Dilks or, or um, I'm trying to think. I, I know there's a few other non, non-Bulldog fans watching the game. And even the Bemidji announcers were like, he did not just get a five for that. Like the Bemidji announcers were pissed at the refs. Then, then Bemidji gets a guy tossed. And like three minutes later, we completely blasted this guy from behind. And they called it two-minute boarding. And, and right there summed up WCHA refereeing in a hole right there. We should have had a guy tossed there. And he wasn't tossed. But six minutes earlier, we, we, we tap a guy in, in kind of the side back. He drops to one knee and pops right back up and keeps playing the puck, and they call it a five. That was it was it was unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. I you know, but it's it's WCHA. I mean, I, I'm at a point where I'm just used to it. <laughs> and I don't want. And we didn't lose that game because of the refs. Okay, you know, I just remember you, you kind of blew up Friday Friday night, and I couldn't remember, you know, what had happened and things like that. I think that, that was so. the prior weekend, maybe. I, I had a lot. Well, that was more blowing up at our team. Yeah, you blow up every weekend, though. It's getting there. I'm starting to – expectations, man. This is what happens when you win a title. Yeah. I like the days when we won seven games. I enjoyed hockey. It was fun. You're getting now older, I, though, too. Now I expect a winner. It's You're getting horrible. older. You're not in college anymore. I know. You know, it's it's a different deal. It's a different deal. Hammy, Vigo, yep. do you guys have any thoughts on the Duluth series? You know, I saw some of the Saturday, or yeah, I saw most of the Saturday game. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch any of it this weekend on public television? It sure did. I wish I hadn't. Stop it. God, the kid yeah. have a dance party. Yeah, I did not see any of the series. I think what did I? I think I said it was. I thought it was going to be a split last weekend. I, I don't remember last week. I don't remember what I had called it, but I thought it was going to be a split. So I mean, I. I'm a little surprised. I mean, but, you know, as Chris mentioned, I mean, it's not like UMD has been really kicking ass lately. I mean, that what, they've won one game in their last eight, and, uh, you know, they've been struggling. You know, the thing I was going to ask you, Chris, is, you know, as far as some of the players go, I was looking at some of the stats tonight, and uh, to me, the guy that I feel has been disappointing when I was thinking about how UMD was going to look coming into the year is Herbert. I really thought, you know, he looked really good last year, and I thought that he was going to be a kid that was going to be kind of a leader on the team and really scoring a lot more. And he certainly, I mean, not that he has lousy stats, but he certainly hasn't lived up to what I thought he was going to be this year. Is there something going on with him and his situation? Sophomore well, slump. I don't want to. I don't want to offend any Bulldog fans. So I'm not going to get it too much in my opinion. But let me let me just say this is my opinion. Okay. First of all, he was injured last weekend. So he did not play. I believe he suffered a concussion the week before, but they haven't made that official. Um, he's got a little, in my opinion, it, we, remember I just talked about the mentally soft thing. Um, he reminds me a lot of Michael Gergen, a guy that came in here his freshman year, absolutely lit it up. And then you just have no idea what happened to the kid. Um, you know, a little bit of adversity. People started to figure him out. People started to play to his, you know, play, takes his strengths away from him. Yeah, but didn't he also have Conley on his line last year? No. Oh, he didn't? No, he, no, played, he played second Brown. liner, didn't he? Yeah. He played with Brown and Alexic. So, so well, that, that's there. still a lot better than what Absolutely. he's got. Absolutely. That has a lot to do with it. The problem was is he's not shooting. The guy's a goal scorer and he's not shooting the I puck. would agree with that. He is he, definitely he passes, a goal scorer. Every game I watch, he passes the puck, and I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? You're, you're, the, you're the most offensive lethal weapon we have on this team. 
and you keep passing it. Um, I know they've had him at center. I don't like him at center. I personally would like to see him with Cameron Essie and uh, and and maybe a Basaraba. Basaraba's not that great, but but if anybody knows anything about Sandy's system, is he runs a two wing or a two player system on his lines. It's uh, you know two good players and then throw a third one in there. And if the third one's good, that's great. But I, I don't think you put him like a Farley. That, that frees Farley up for the second line. I do think you put him with a, a you know, a Seidel or a Basaraba. And, and for whatever reason, they keep playing him at center. And it baffles me. I don't know why. I don't think that's his spot. I don't think he can create his own shot. But they, they keep putting him there. So I think that's another thing. I think he's playing out of position, in my opinion. Well, let's quickly go over a few other games, and then we'll get into this week. Um, Minnesota State. Sweeps Tech. Uh, they're at the top of the league. Well, not top of the league, but they're way up top. No one saw this coming. No one saw this coming. All right, Chris, let's see what you think about Mankato State. Oh, I wasn't saying Mankato State was bad. I'm just saying it's not that hard to sweep Tech. Hell, the UMD swept them. They're our slump buster. Yeah, but still, you gotta you gotta like what Mankato's doing. New coach, yeah, and, uh, we, new coach, and you know what? We definitely helped them. I mean, we definitely. <laughs> confidence a couple weeks back, man. And uh, I think they're going to ride that for a while. Um, you know, I made jokes at the beginning of the year when when they started out crappy, and I was like, same old Mankato, you know, coach isn't going to change them that much. Um, Hastings walked into a good, situa- good situation. By no means, I, I kind of feel a little bit bad for Judding because one of the few teams that the cover wasn't bare for him. And he gets the oust, but but that happens, right? You, you know, you've eventually that that's what happens with good teams. Sometimes you gotta, you know, change up the coach and you take it to the next level. And you know, I think uh, it, it was time for him. They made the right move. Clearly, Hastings has got this figured out. Uh, I'm relatively happy we're not in a league with them anymore because I think they could be a team that would, you know, jump up as the Bulldogs have for a couple years mm-hmm. at a time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think we'll continue to out-recruit them just because of the NCHE versus the WCHA. So at the end of the day, it wouldn't affect us. But I think had the WCHA stayed together, I think you would have seen a lot from um, a lot from Mankato, a lot that I'm um, happy that is probably not going to take place now due to the league they're staying in. Vigo, your thoughts on Minnesota State staying on top? Well, I think with some of these kind of middle teams in the conference, you know, every once in a while they're going to get a couple of classes of kids that allow them to jump up to the top, and they're just taking advantage of that cycle. I think one of the things about the conferences splitting up is a team like this is going to be able to make the tournament for a couple of years. You know, if they're in the WCHA and they're the top dog in that league, that gets them a berth into the tournament, and that's that's good for that program. Hammy? Well, I mean, I think when I think about their – success this year to me it comes down to goaltending i mean i really think that uh you know they have a kid come in for you know as a freshman and he's played real well i mean you know i don't know what it'll shake down for the all freshman team but you know he might be wilcox you know for that spot i mean that's how good he's played for them this year and uh so for me that's ultimately the key of their um season is is how well he's played And, and you know they don't have they have some good players don't get me wrong but i mean they're not like a juggernaut offensively or anything like that. And but I, I just think that really comes down to, you know, you have a guy in net who's, you know, saving 93% of the opportunities and, uh, you know, has got a very good, uh, you know, goals against. So, I mean, I, that to me is the key of their team, and that's the key of their season. Finally, we have Nebraska-Omaha going up to Anchorage and getting the sweep. You know, we've been kind of down on Nebraska-Omaha lately, but uh, we thought that was going to look like a, 
two to three point weekend, but they come away with four, Hammy. Yeah, I mean, it's a little surprising simply because, I, I don't know, I kind of feel that UNO is a little bit of a fraud. But, uh, <laughs> they are in second place. Yeah, but you know what? Then you look at the pairwise and they're not anywhere, you know, they're not in the, the tournament field. So, I mean, it's kind of like, obviously there's something there that says that they're, they might be winning some games, but, I mean, what's the schedule been like? I mean, when I look at their schedule, they haven't had the the toughest conference schedule in the world. I mean, and the ones that they have had tough games, they've generally not one. I mean, so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not surprised that they go up to Anchorage. Usually when a team, good team is built to Anchorage, they might blow a point or, you know, maybe even two if they have a real off night. So it's not a huge surprise that they would sweep. And let's face it, they, you know, they it took them OT in the second game. You know, and they had and to come back. And a late back. goal to tie it, Yeah, too. they had to come back late. You know, I mean, they, uh, I think they had a few goals, actually. Yeah, late. So, I mean, it's not like they... They couldn't have blown that game. So, nonetheless, uh, you know, it's not that big of a surprise. Viggs, what do you think? Well, I think it is kind of surprising to see Nebraska-Omaha outside the pairwise. You know, being second in the conference and that far down the pairwise, it's kind of been the story of the conference this year not to do great outside the WCHA, with the exception being Minnesota, who's undefeated outside the conference. But this was the kind of situation the Gophers were in last year, and, you know, playing Wisconsin and Minnesota-Duluth isn't going to help their pairwise at all, but you know they've got some talent. They've got a real good line, and they've got some good defensemen. I think goaltending has been shaky for them, and uh, that's kind of played out. They had a guy leave the pro, and that's probably going to cost them here as they come down the stretch. Yeah, Chris, you have any thoughts on Nebraska Omaha? That's usually still a tough place to go, especially for your Bulldogs. <laughs> they're they're a hell of a squad. You um, think so? they, well, I think I think they I think they can be. They're they're a purely a blaze team. I'll tell you what. When I was we, we, my wife and I took the kids down there for the road trip, and um, I've never seen a blue line so damn big in my life. Um, it, I mean, we're talking. I don't think there was a guy on the ice under six two. Oh yeah, they um, are very big. Yeah, um, you get them on an Olympic sheet, they run a little bit of problems, in my opinion, because of that. You know, small shifty forwards, classic blaze team. I think they're streaky. I think Nebraska Omaha is one of those teams that. I wouldn't want them to get into the tourney because they can be streaky. Um, they could lose very well in the first round, but, you know, you win the first game, you win the second game, all of a sudden, you know, you got two more to go. I think they can get streaky in a hurry. Um, I think it speaks volumes, uh, them getting swept by Quinnipiac, because obviously it's funny. I don't know how that's killing them um, because Quinnipiac's at the top of the top of the list there. So, obviously, Quinnipiac has rode that sweep to a very high uh, pairwise ranking, and I really can't wait to see them fall in the first round. That's going to be enjoyable just to let everybody know again they still suck, but that's just me. You know, uh, your team, Nebraska, I think your team benefited from that a few years ago. Everyone well, knew good streaky? You, no, everyone thought that Yale was pretty overrated and didn't deserve their ranking. Oh, yeah, no. And no, I think no, it was very hey, fortunate that you guys got them. Region. Oh, absolutely. You guys had a great draw, and you took, but the thing is, you took advantage of it. Yeah, I'm not going to apologize for that. We definitely got a great, we got a great draw. Um, you can't complain about it. I mean, we got a fortunate five-minute major call that went in our favor, and, and with the power play we had, that wasn't a good idea for them. Yeah, that was an excellent um, power play. Yeah, well, I, I mean, it, yeah, it was it was lights out. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. But you know, I mean, Nebraska Omaha. If they're obviously, I think they're going to have to win the tourney to get in. 
at this point. Um, there's too much damage done. They're they're an okay squad. They can play with anybody, and that's always a fear. But the question is, can you string three or four games together? Obviously, that's what it's going to take. So, um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm surprised. I thought Blaze would have had this thing going in, the, in a different direction by now, and he's still just kind of hovering around mediocrity. Well, the one thing that, you know, obviously Nebraska, Omaha, and Minnesota State do have is they have played two more games than the teams right behind them, which are Minnesota and North Dakota. So, I mean – Logically, I'm thinking those teams are going to be around that five, six, four, five, six area. So I, I don't know. I don't think I think that Nebraska Omaha is going to get knocked out again. I don't think they're going to make it to a Final Five ever. <laughs> I mean, they've been knocked out the last two years. Well, I think it depends on who the you know who's the matchup going to be. You know, obviously, it's, it's probably going to be Duluth. That could no, very no, no, well no, no, be. Oh no, settle down. We're we're falling. We're falling too quickly. We're we're gonna end up at Minnesota. Or, no, you're still four. You're still four points up at, back. We're gonna end up at Minnesota. Oh, dude, come on. I mean, you take it to us this weekend, and it's over. Um, I mean, where are we at in the standings here? We're, I know we're eighth. I'm trying to get a good gauge on who's in front of us. So yeah, right now you're tied right to CC guys. I think you guys are gonna pop up, but. <laughs> um, you know, you're probably right. We're probably are going to hang around this spot, so it's probably going to be Minnesota, Mankato, or North Dakota. Yep. Um, yep. I don't see Omaha dropping two spots down. I, I just, I don't. Vigo, I would like to hear uh, some of your uh, stories from this weekend. You know, obviously you made the trip. You were at Soldier Field. You covered the game. Uh, give us a sense of how it was besides the game. Tell us, well, tell us about the family trip. <laughs> Well, we 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 drove down on uh, on Saturday and, and made the six and a half seven hour drive, and you know it was very pleasant getting into Chicago at that time of night. Uh, the next day, chaos ensued in Chicago. There was an auto show going on at McCormick Place. There were people going to the aquarium. There were people going to the museum. Traffic was just a disaster in the area. Really? And then yeah, and I I actually got dropped off next to Soldier Field. And I was walking by where all the cars were coming in to park. And the, the parking guys were going, auto show, aquarium, or hockey? And people, you know, had to roll down their windows. And based on what they said, there were three ways to go. And so it was just a disaster from that standpoint. But then I get to where the parking is, and it says no tailgating. And that has not stopped anybody. I see broken bottles of Jack Daniels honey. I see beer cans all over the place. I see... People are just uh, enjoying it like it's a football tailgate. Yeah. I think uh, Chris said that earlier, that these outdoor games are, you know, it's kind of like a football game. It's going to be outside, so people put their antifreeze in them and and uh, stumble into the stadium, and you could definitely tell that people are enjoying themselves. Uh, it looked like the Miami and Notre Dame fans went to their game and then left, and all the Minnesota-Wisconsin fans basically didn't go or went and then joined the stadium. You lay off and, the brotherhood. Uh, lay off the brotherhood. <laughs> so I mean, it's so cool. I wish I was part of the brotherhood. <laughs> but uh, you know, it was kind of an empty stadium for the most part because I think you know the fans were split. Um, the sidelines for anybody below the three hundred deck weren't that great. Um, but if you were in the three hundred deck, it was you know pretty good. You had a good angle down the ice, and it got cold, and uh, only uh, Bucky's band was there which was a little bit disappointing, I think, for a lot of fans. They were kind of hoping to see the, 
the gopher band. I, I know that it's up to the opposing AD to make that call, whether or not they'll allow and the band. Barry Alvarez well, hates figures. everyone. Had to pay that. Had to pay off that eight hundred thousand dollar UNC game, man. That was uh, a tough deal for the Gophers. <laughs> think about whether or not the the offer was made to allow them to bring the band, but they weren't there anyway. It was quiet. It was definitely quiet. Um, how was your view? Could you see the puck, or were you watching the monitor? Well, it was great. I mean, I sent those uh, tweets yep. about the picture with the anthem, and then a couple shots of the game and. You know, we had a good view up in the press box. It was a little weird being behind the glass because you didn't get to hear the pipes because uh, Wisconsin did hit the pipe twice during the game, and you kind of had to hear that from the commentators because you couldn't hear it. Uh-huh. And you couldn't hear the fans, which is, you know, a little bit different. But uh, the view was, was good up there. It was a well-run event. and So it was a heated type of press box then? or no, it was enclosed. Okay. Um, so it was comfy. It was actually really hot because at one point the sun was setting, over the top of the stadium and going right in the press box, and it got quite toasty in there. So, but you enjoyed yourself. Oh no, it was great. Uh, it was it was good to see all the reactions from the the players who all seemed to enjoy the event. And uh, I know that uh, between games, uh, Don Lucia got to see Mario and and talk to him about what it was like out there. And I think everybody had a good time the weekend. I think the Gopher players wished they had won and played a little better, but they were still happy to be there. Yeah, Don got to see his kid. That's probably why we were there. <laughs> Could be. He likes to see his kid. Um, all right, guys, let's move into this week. Let's get rid of let's let's go over the Colorado stuff first. We got both St. Cloud and North Dakota heading out to Colorado this weekend. Uh, North Dakota's taking on Denver. St. Cloud taking on Colorado College. This could be interesting, guys. Uh, Hammy, let's get your first thoughts on both these series. I mean. St. Cloud's got to keep winning. Otherwise, they're not going to win the title. And CC is, I'm, I know they're down this year, but uh, there's still no pushover. Well, and they just had a good series against Denver. I mean, granted, it's their biggest rival, so you kind of have to be careful about how much you read into those kinds of series. But uh, I actually think that both of those series are going to end up splits. Um, I think that both home teams are good enough to beat the other team, but I don't think they're good enough to sweep either team. You know, I, I just don't see that happening. So I think that both both series are probably going to end up in sports. What do you think, Viggs? Well, I wanted to call it sweeps week because I thought that would be fun. But I think Denver is going to pull out a point against North Dakota. I think they're just too competitive a game, a team to give away all four points. Uh, I see St. Cloud and Colorado College. I'd recommend betting the over in those games. Not that I can <laughs> gambling. But I could see a couple uh, five four type tallies. All right, Chris, let's hear what you think. Chris, did we lose him? I don't know. Did I'm you? here. Sorry, I had you on mute. Too much conference call time for me. I'm used to the mute button. Yeah, uh, trust me, uh, I do it all the time on this thing. All right, so I hate St. Cloud. I I hate St. Cloud with a passion more than any team in this league. Um, that being said, they're going to sweep Colorado College, and I'm going to want to puke in a vomit bag because of it because I just <laughs> can't not stand their fans at all or their program. Uh, as for North Dakota-Denver, uh, that, that I go, yeah, split there. I mean, those two teams, you want to talk about the cliche, two teams that don't like each other. Um, you just hope everybody comes, you know, comes through without any uh, head injuries or neck injuries in a series like that. Um, it tends to happen. Uh, people get a little feisty. So that's my opinion. Split on North Dakota's Denver, and I think St. Cloud's going to sweep, unfortunately. 
I'm thinking North Dakota's going to split with Denver. They, like you said, it's they don't like each other, and they say they tend to have really good games. But uh, I'm I'm trying to flow with more positivity, so I'm going to say that CC is going to get three or four from St. Cloud. Wow, three or That's... four. I think uh, CC is going to be a little helper this this weekend and uh, make the race much tighter than it is right now. Monster Commonus. Yeah, I know. It's probably going to be all downhill, but who knows. All right, boys. The Bulldogs coming to Mariucci. Last time as WCHA opponents, blah, blah, blah. Let everyone cry. What do you think, Hammy? Well, first of all, let me say that now that the conferences are going to change, I'll actually be able to root a little bit for UMD. Because they, they actually will, they're probably, them and CC will probably be the two teams in that league that I will actually cheer a little bit for, simply because CC usually has a lot of Minnesota kids, you know, on their roster. And Duluth is, let's face it, they're a sister school to the Gophers, you know, I mean, and now that it's not necessarily a competition within the conference, uh, I can sort of act like I'm fire helmet guy and and actually pull a little bit for uh, <laughs> yes, there <it> was <laughs> Duluth, you know. But I mean, so I mean, in a way, and I'm kind of glad. And I totally agree with Chris. I think St. Cloud is the scum of the earth. I, I can't stand their fans. I've never seen a group of fans that have cheered for a team that has done less and yet talked more than that group of fans. So it's kind of interesting watching these morons talk trash now, you know, after all these years. But anyways. Uh, so I'm I'm, I'm kind of glad that the conferences are changing a little bit in that sense. Um, as far as this weekend goes, I mean, it's hard to not say the Gophers are going to sweep. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, I think Chris would agree, you know, when you're looking at the trends of how the teams have played, you know, it just, there's not a lot you could say that the Gophers don't have an advantage of and they're on home ice and they do have a lot to play. I mean, the Gophers need to, you know, crank it up now. I mean, if they're going to have any chance for, the league at all. I mean, they have to sweep this series. So I, I, I just think coming home, it'll be, uh, you know, something that they're looking forward to. And I, so I'll go with the sweep. All right, Viggs, <clears throat> what you got? Of course, I'm nervous coming into this weekend. Minnesota Duluth, I think they're on a seven-game losing streak or seven-game winless streak. They're out shooting their opponents still during this whole awful season. And they're coming to Minnesota where they're going to be taunted with go for a reject chance. It's a bad it's a bad group of circumstances for Gopher fans because the Gopher fans have had trouble supporting their team through a sweep all season. I think Alaska Anchorage is the only sweep. And the, I think the Gophers are going to come out and get a win on Friday. And Saturday, I think they're going to get a tie. I can just see Duluth getting so up for that Saturday game and coming through. Okay, Chris, give us your best. Well, I'm torn here because um, obviously if we take any points from the Gophers, that means St. Cloud's going to win the league, and that just makes me want to vomit again. It's kind of like your um, audio right now makes us want to vomit. I know. Listen, it's a, it's a, can you hear me? Uh, you just sound really bad, that's all. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Well, I hate St. Cloud, and, and and anything we do good this weekend is going to play into their favor. It sounds like you're um, talking. It sounds like you're talking through a voice box or something. It's like Domo. It's like that uh, sticks tune or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> is, that <laughs> is that any better there? Hold on a second. Domo Arigato. We're going to make you sound better. Okay. Oh God, am I going to sound like a Hello Kitty? 
Oh, no. uh, he, sound, he sounds better now. Uh, that's better. Okay. I was about to hang up on you. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you know, my point, you know, obviously, like I just said, obviously, jokingly aside, if, if we do take any points, St. Cloud's going to lock the league up, and that's not cool. Um, that being said, I don't know. Uh, this team's playing just bad right now. They're not a bad team. They have a lot of young talent. I mean, I counted a game a couple weeks back where 13 of our 19 skaters were sophomores or younger, and I think only four of them were sophomores. I think we had every freshman in the lineup. Um, I think it's a team that with next year's, you know, that that's got they got some good building blocks, but we we haven't learned how to overcome when things don't go right. The only chance the Bulldogs have to to steal a game down there is if they can jump to an early lead. Um, and it's going to be Friday night if it happens. For whatever uh, reason, McNeely, who I do believe will get both starts in, in this barn, uh, he, he shows, if you look at his Friday versus Saturday night stats, they're two completely different worlds. But you, you said it, uh, the shots on goal are, are disturbing. It's like the 05 06 season for us. We just pump these shots on goal, and it's like the only thing we're aiming for is a goalie's chest. And then when we don't go for the goalie's chest, we have the good play. Somehow the goalie gets over and makes a save. It's, it's, I've never seen anything like the games we've had. Mankato, Two weeks ago, I've never seen better quality chances at the beginning of that game that we couldn't bury a puck. So if you ask me my thoughts, I, I think if the dogs do anything, if they win, it's going to be Friday. Um, I don't know that they will unless Minnesota comes up slow. I would say our best-case scenario is probably a point, and that would be a tie Friday. And and I do not feel comfortable on Saturday, which is why the only way you – know, I'm going down with Fire Helmet Guy to watch at the library, and the only way I'm walking into that game is if I get $20 tickets because a $50 face – does anybody want to talk about that? $50 face <laughs> – You know – Play the Gophers in a college hockey game? I mean, are you kidding me? Uh, we yeah. T- you, to like you are preaching to the choir. The ticket prices are outrageous. Get started. It, you know, the wild game, I can see 70 bucks. There's a lot of nice amenities there, right? There's yeah. a lot of things I can take advantage of. 50 bucks is outrageous. I'm not paying it. So unless somebody wants to donate some tickets cheaply, I'm not going, which is probably good because um, I don't want to see the, the site that's going to happen on Saturday, in my opinion. I, like I said, Friday's our night. That's the only shot we got. One uh, point. Yeah, I think it is. Even standing room, I think, is, what, 50 bucks or something like that right now? The U is just kind of gouging the fans, and it might be getting a little out of control. Don't know what to say about it. But I think the Gophers are going to sweep. Four points. St. Cloud's going to lose this weekend. The Gophers will be in first place Monday morning. Wow. That's going out on a limb. I'll give you credit. Hey, I've had all these people saying how negative I've been, blah, blah, blah on Twitter, and they... Apparently, they didn't get the bit because I was just having fun with them Monday. Can we get Common Man on here? Oh, jeez. EST uh, 2009. Yeah, it was. <laughs> we had the excuse computer going Monday, and people came up with some good ones. And I think they blamed John Hill for the loss. And, uh, that was probably pretty good. I like it. It, it, was, it, it was entertaining. And some people's like, oh, I'm going to stop subscribing to you. You're so negative. I'm like, oh, my God, you don't get it. Between that and the Grammys, you lost a lot of followers. Oh, I know. The Grammys was fun, man. <laughs> hey, the Oscars are, are they this weekend? Oh, I'm going to have to pull, out, pull it out again. That pisses people off. God forbid we do something else than college hockey. Sports, sports, sports. It's all we want from you. Uh, I know, I know. But it's, that's just too bad. It's just too damn bad. So what's going to happen now, guys? Are your team, is, you think your team's going to make it to the Final Five there, Chris? Are we going to have a fun last Final Five? Well, dude, I would love fun. to see you know Minnesota State get in there. I'd love to see you know North Dakota, 
Unfortunately, I'd like to see St. Cloud. I want to see these kind of the local teams what do you want make to see? up you the want final to the five. Conspiracy theory first, just for fun. Sure. All right. Uh, last final five, need to make some money. If we end up having to go to play the Gophers in the first round, we're done. I'm sorry, but this is their this is their last big bank money <laughs> move. No way the Gophers aren't getting to this thing. But that 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 jokingly aside, I would love to see a final five: Minnesota, Mankato, Wisconsin. God forbid, but Wisconsin, their fans like to party. Minnesota. North Dakota, and anybody else other than St. Cloud that would like to show up. Um, obviously, for ticket purposes, St. Cloud would be the team that you'd want to stick in there with it. I think you'd have a hell of a Final Five attendance-wise and what else, uh, whatever else. But um, I don't know, man. Uh, the only chance that, that I see of us making the, the Final Five would be if we end up playing Minnesota State. Um, for whatever reason... I feel out of the four teams in front of us, they're the team that we could go into their barn and, and take two or three. And it would be two or three. We're not sweeping anybody. I'll promise you that. Uh, we end up somehow having to play Minnesota or... How'd you guys do against uh, UNO this year? We got swept. And they bought, like I said, those big guys started hitting us and it was oh, over. Okay. When they, they tried to play skating. You know, the second game we played, it was a skating game in the first period. The dogs completely owned it. Then Nebraska Omaha remembered that they had a bunch of 6'4 defensemen and just started to crush us. Uh, four checked the hell out of us and it was over. Um, North Dakota, I, I guess possibly, if you ask anybody at the beginning of the year, uh, the dogs are playing a lot better, obviously, but anybody at the beginning of the year would have told you. UMD could have easily walked out of North Dakota's barn with four points, and they walked out with one. Um, they, you know, they gave up a goal in overtime with like a minute to go, where they had a couple chances early, and then they, um, I believe, we blew the lead late in the third, like with the extra attacker um, to take it to overtime, and we had opportunities in overtime that were better than theirs. So, and ever since then, it's been all downhill. You're absolutely right. Blame yeah. the who. Yeah, no, actually, wasn't them. It was more. Um, it was more the the Saturday night Colorado College collapse is where it started in Colorado College. But you know, the only chance I think we have to make it is if we get Minnesota State in the first round and and we play well. Our goalie has to play lights out. Yeah, against Stefan Williams, you'd have to play lights out. I would. I would think that'd be the scariest matchup of the of the teams up top. Yeah, their goalie, their goalie's good. I was surprised. I thought he was a little overrated going in, and I saw him firsthand, and I was pretty impressed. He uh, he moves well. He's very athletic for a big goalie. You've even praised Wilcox quite a bit this year. Well, let's not. Wilcox should be a bulldog, and I don't want to get into that. Wow. So we, won't, we won't start there. That, Better that, with I'm the Staylock stuff. Next time I see Staylock, we're gonna have to have some family, uh, some family time. Um, yeah, no, you know what? The kid is good. I, I doubted him early in the year. I said I thought he'd be your biggest weakness. And then I didn't realize that he was Stalock's clone, literally. I think the only difference is, and I don't know if it's Lucia came in and in, he definitely doesn't play the puck like Al does. He plays it. But Stalock was out of control the way he played that puck. He was truly your, your third defenseman. Um, and he was your third break the puck out defenseman. Mm-hmm. Um, Wilcox will play the puck. And I, I don't, I, as I've seen the games, and I've seen plenty of your games this year just because, obviously, I live in the cities, and my kids like to watch hockey, so we got to put something on. Um, and it's a good hockey to watch, I won't lie. They, um, Wilcox definitely doesn't play the puck as much as he did early in the year, and I'm wondering if that is Lucia reeling them in a little bit. And, and quite frankly, guys, that's a big mistake. Really? Uh, that, that's a big mistake, in my opinion. You, When you have a weapon like that, yeah, you're going to give up a goal once in a while. Are you kidding me? Stalock had 10 assists this senior year. Did he get a goalie with 10 assists? 
I just, I just think when you, if you're going to reel that in, I just think that's a bad idea. You know what you got. Let him, trust him. Let him, let him roll with it. Let him play the puck. I mean, if he only screws up too many times and reel him in, but you haven't even given the guy a chance to do what he can really do with that puck. And from what I saw over the year, he could play a puck just like Al can, and, and I'm surprised that I let him do it. Well, I must thank you, Chris, for letting me uh, have fun with your website again this week. Uh, with your little Hello Kitty theme, I think you look, it looks great. I do. And, and it's, and it's going to be a great send-off because, you know, the rumors are you're going to shut down the site at the end of the season. Tell us about that. Yeah, I think it's time. Um, I've had some people offer to pick it up. Um, you know, obviously, frankly, our, our site's never been that big of a site. You know, I think we peaked really well in the in the mid-2000s, late-2000s. Even the Frozen Four year, we didn't have a ton of traffic through there. Uh, it got real good towards the end of the year, obviously. But I think fans have changed. Um, even when I look at GPL, I don't see a ton of young fans. I see a lot of people posting that. I know I see a lot of users. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of familiar posting. I, I think we're turning into, obviously, I think we all know we're turning into a Twitter age. Yeah. I obviously keep the Twitter account going. Um, I get way more traffic with the Twitter, whether it's trolling or, or whatever it may be. But I'm not sure. You troll? Right? It's not a conversation. I'm sorry people take it out of context. I was taking it out of context. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's just time. I got, you know, I got three-year-old twins. Um, you know, they're going to start playing hockey this fall. I'm already, you know, they already got enough stuff going on on their own between between uh, just community things they like taking to. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get on fat, so I spend a lot of time in the gym now. Uh, travel for work. And it's just, it's one of those things where I'm not using the site. We try to go a different direction this year with it by adding a couple writers and, you know, getting on Facebook and getting on Twitter. And really the only thing that's taken off is the Twitter page. And as much as it'd be nice to let somebody else take it over, you know, the penalty box was mine and a couple of friends, uh, you know, brainchild. It started with, uh, you know, my buddy nicknamed Booty and Sando. And, you know, we got it going with the shirts. Um, Beer Song jumped right in there, and and obviously, you know, he was our original writer, which nobody's been able to come close to the way he used to write with his satire and good hockey information all in one. Um, I think he got in trouble with his mom with the Jenna Jameson shots to the face move. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We're allowed to write anymore. I I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he was a college kid having some fun writing a, writing a fun article. And, and the site was, was doing well. And, and it just hasn't taken off. And it's time to, it's time to move on. And, and I'm fine with that. I want to give, you know, everybody's got different outlets they can go to. They're still USCHO. But in my opinion, the message board is, 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 is it's too slow for where we're at these days. Yeah. People want instant Twitter. And, and they want to be able to go to one spot. So GPL's got a long life run left in it because there's a good enough fan base to keep that going. But you know, my site's turned down to about eight users and, and I love them to death and I wish I could keep it going for them. Um, and I probably could keep it going for another six months with what we have paid for it. But it's just, it, it's time. You know, it's time. But I think the beginning of the season, we should, they should go in a new direction and maybe somebody will take it in that direction. Well, I'll never forget that first time I kind of hacked your site. How many of your fans came up to me when I when we were up in Duluth that weekend? It must have been uh, two thousand five or six, whenever it was, and they just they, they just thought it was funny. Oh, it was. And one thing I've always enjoyed is that you you you, you got it pissed about it at first, but then you kind of got it and you kind of let me uh, have a little fun with your websites. And oh yeah, it had oh, been I'm a little sure. while since I'd done something, which is why I went with the Hello Kitty theme this week. You caught me off guard. I'm not gonna lie. It, it, it had been a while. I, I took the I took like a couple I years off. Know. I should have known it was coming this year, and I wasn't prepared for it. 
and uh, it was pretty funny. I mean, I, 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 I saw, I saw you put evil laugh on Twitter. <laughs> that was my thing. I knew you'd find out when I did that. About the Burger King thing, and I immediately thought I need to go to my website. And as soon as I clicked on it, I was like, "Wow, you have outdone yourself, sir." This, uh, wow. And then, and then I went into the settings to try to flip it back, and you must have downloaded, uh, backed up the original server somewhere else because all I could find was the Hello Kitty. I couldn't even switch it back. So. <laughs> Well played. Wait a minute. I'll switch it back. Just give me a couple more days. To have some fun with it. So I'm not worried about it at all. You're just fine. I think the best part was a little your little mouse pointer turned into Hello Kitty as well. And we got a record number of users to go to your website. Yeah, I mean, look at that. I mean, I that was kind of fun. Everyone go to the site. We got you. You know, your new record from seventy nine to what one seventeen or something like that. Now, I'm honestly wondering if I should hit up uh, hit up a few uh, websites see if they want to sponsor me. Hundred <laughs> percent. Start selling some ads on this thing. Well, I'm glad you've been a uh, good sport about it. Uh, I've tried to help you out, you know, since you started the site, and I, I've it's always been fun. I like kind of doing that back end stuff. So, but and, and uh, like I said, I, I appreciate that. Um, obviously, with, without a doubt, this site got off the ground um, without you, but it would not have continued without you. When uh, when we made some moves to, uh, you know, we we basically had just a few people that knew enough to put a site together. You know, we knew nothing about recoding. We knew nothing about you know updating the the actual board itself to to better software. Uh, I did a little dig in trying to figure it out. You know, I'm a sales guy. My brain doesn't work that way. Uh, <laughs> it's still long enough to do all this. And w- without you guys, without you, Jupiter definitely would not have ever gotten started or to the level it did. So we, you know, I appreciate that. Um, you you're know, not going away. You're still going to at least be on Twitter bothering uh, people. Right. And I've always tried to, anytime I can, help you out with, uh, you know, with talks tickets when they're in Duluth. And oh yeah, as- I appreciate that. Trust me. And, uh, and they're a much better price too than the games down here. I'll tell you that. Yeah, they are a little fair. <laughs> I couldn't believe they got thirty bucks for the dogs walking into Bemidji last week. My wife was there Friday. Thirty dollars. We don't even charge thirty dollars for a game at Unity. Any game. Well, they're having some issues up there in Bemidji. Yeah, they're having some crowd issues. They're having some financial issues, and Bemidji. Uh, well, let's just say Bemidji gets screwed in this whole reconferencing thing. They yes. were they were really looking forward to gum donuts. WCHA that nice little check coming in, and uh, I don't think anyone got s- screwed more than them. And I, I feel kind of bad for them, what happened to Bemidji. Well, you know, and, and not to give any too much Gopher love here, but I do think that uh, you know we all know that the Gophers are a draw, and Lucia is definitely doing the right thing by whatever team's not on that showcase making the trek up there. That I think that financially will more than make up for the money they're losing from not being in the showcase. I think we saw that showcase a few years back. What was it six years ago? Yeah, something like that. A couple of years. That wasn't too long. It didn't take off. Um, I don't think it's going to take off this year. I think it will over time as people get used to us not being in the same conferences. Um, but I think it's. I think they should have waited a couple of years to start this thing to you know let it simmer, let people start building up to want to play the Gophers again in that atmosphere, or play another Minnesota team and, and then get it going there. But it's the right thing. The Gophers, you know, Donnie's a class, you know, classy. I, I, I've been ripping on Wisconsin enough for. You know, them, them, we wanted to play them in the new schedule, and they said, well, you got to come here twice for us to come there once. And, and, you know, we may not be a top-tier team, but we're not a pushover team, and we're not going to play games like that. You want to you split a, you want to split two years in a row, we'll do it, but we're not going to play it that way. Donnie's doing a pretty good move there, going up to Bemidji to, you know, help that program out when they're not going to get to play the Gophers this year. So I thought that was a pretty classy move. 
Well, I'm still hoping we get to have some Duluth trips because, you know, I know I've been up there with Vigo. We've had some good times up there. And, uh, I had that time. It'll happen. I think you're going to see you guys in our Bill Note once every four years. That would be my, my thought process. Um, or I, I guess they could always do a yearly home and home. Yeah. But showcase, I don't like the home and home. And UMD, UMD's never been okay with it because UMD, more than any other program, is supported by the Canal Park businesses. Yep. The people that own those things give a lot of money to the programs. And if you're not going to fill their hotels, they're not going to support you. And, and I think that's why you won't see UMD do a home and home. And that's why they've animally always been against it. And I'm glad they are because when you do do the two nights in a row, you get everybody that comes up and they get to settle in. Yep. That's my favorite trip. Always has been because everything's been so close. So, yeah. Boys, Hammy, you got anything else on this weekend? No, I've said my piece. I just wanted to say uh, thanks to Chris for joining the podcast. I appreciate you guys well, having me. We'll have you on again, probably. Oh, when the dogs make the final five. Well, yeah, especially when they beat Omaha. Oh, oh my God. That would be so good. I'm sorry. It just would be. Hey, if you guys are looking for a road trip, I will say without a doubt, we went with the kids, and we have discussed it. Next year will be no kids. You guys ever made that trip to Omaha? I have not. I, I did for a concert, for a U2 concert once. Casinos, the bar, the hotels are right next door to the new rink. The bars are right next door to the new rink. It's uh, it'd be a heck of a, a heck of a guy's trip. I, I could say. Well, that. it's going to be great for you, but there's no chance Minnesota's ever going to get going with Omaha. We might not see them for ten years. You're absolutely right. That's a good there's point. Just no chance. I mean, if anything, it's going to be a long time until we see Denver or CC. Yeah, no, I but know. But UNO, it's going to be playoffs only. Yeah, you're right. Donnie is uh, Donnie's pretty set on playing the Minnesota teams as long as he's there. So you're right. Your non-conference schedule is going to be pretty tough to see uh, to see those squads. Vigo, any other final thoughts on the weekend? No, it, it feels like uh, we're saying goodbye to a, a brother with uh, Duluth leaving and and Tech leaving. It's going to be it's going to be a different uh, league next year. I'll miss it. Well, I, I'm I've never been a fan of it. So. But uh, it's just nothing we can do about it. It's hard to complain about it anymore. It's, it's happening, and uh, we just kind of have to deal with it. And hopefully, it's you know, in the long run, it's good for college hockey. But we'll just have to, we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. You guys get to look forward to that awesome Big Ten coverage I saw at the, at the gym today. Of uh, I just love when they do a whole hour long piece on the Michigan fifty fans that travel around following the basketball program. I just I the maze rage. Just say that a few times. How badass is that? Oh, sorry, I fell asleep. Oh, yeah, exactly. So that was some good programming. I was excited to see that. That really got me into the gym. I just wanted to crush. Trust them. me, we're all hoping that FSN keeps doing a lot of games. I think they will. I think they're gonna have. There's, you just can't have all the games on the network. I agree. As long as I keep lining our pockets, man. <laughs> Got to pay those recruits somehow. Oh wow! And for the tutors. <laughs> the tutors. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't the tutors do the homework though? Don't they? Well, I don't know. I suppose that's. Oh, been... hold on! It's not what's his name's program. <laughs> oh boy. Well, I thanks. Thank you for joining us, Chris. Hey, thanks Sorry we didn't get to talk to your favorite women's college hockey team. You know, I, I thought about bringing it up, but I know you have a lot of love for the women's program up there. We have a women's program? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do, and actually it's been a pretty successful program up there. Yeah. Only until they gender test. Well, that's gonna wow. What's that all around? That's just another country. You never know what they're doing in Germany. Um, 
No, that's uh, you want to get on another subject. I think that's coming to an end here. I think um, they're not paying that lady two hundred thousand dollars a year anymore. Now that uh, her friend's gone, her uh, her lovely chancellor. I think her, it was out of her her quote unquote friend. friend. Wow. That's, <laughs> We've all had one. Yeah. Oh, whoa! Hey, hey! Uh, <laughs> we don't. Right. Where you, what's this we thing? Friends with benefits. Come yeah. on, yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Have, have you looked at me? Right. Yeah. Hey, you forget. Jupe was a, in a in the band. He didn't have any friends with benefits. All right. Hey, you know what? Hey, us band have people get freaky. Pie? Have you seen American Pie? Always <laughs> the girl with the flute. Oh boy. <laughs> Oh, it's all downhill from here, isn't it? Well, I just want to say one quick props. Obviously, the women's team did win their 40th game in a row. It's getting ridiculous. Though they were taken to overtime by Bemidji. I don't know what happened there. But 40-0 uh, and 0 since last year, uh, you really can't say anything bad to them. I mean, that pressure is just going to keep building and building. And um, They go to St. Cloud this weekend, and then after that, they will not play another game outside of Ritter Arena. Their, their home series will be there. The uh, little fa- final face-off will be there. The regional will be there. And, of course, Frozen 4 will be there. So, Man, I can't wait to troll your site when they choke. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a big women's fan. <clears throat> well, I have to. It's just hard not to give them props when they've gone undefeated. I mean, they're just. You know what? I've, you know, a high school team could do that. How many have done it? I don't know. It's women's hockey, man. You know what's better than women's hockey? What? High school boys hockey. Well, I don't know. I think this women's team is probably about the third best team in the world. I know it is women's hockey. Just, <laughs> just. Oh, it's. You know what? It is much better. You know, I saw some women's games, you know, five, six years ago, and the le- the, the level of play is much better than it was then. But oh, uh, for sure. I pray yeah. that my daughter doesn't want to play. Women's the the goaltending is the goaltending is much better than it was too. Obviously, Noratu is fifty whatever. Shutouts, but speaking about gender testing, seriously, <laughs> wow, she's finished. They're all kind of weird. All right, we're shutting it down, we're done, guys. Chris, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. We can always follow you at uh, UMD Penalty Box, but really, UMD Penalty Box on Twitter is the way to go because he's going to be shutting down his site. No more Hello Kitty, no more Goldie going across the screen. It's going to be shutting down at the end of the year, so follow him on Twitter. I swear to God, if I get hacked and end up with Burger King stuff in my profile, I'm going to be pissed. It ain't me. I don't know the password until you tell me when you're drunk sometime. <laughs> you can always follow Vigo at eVigo on Twitter. And, of course, he's always writing for us on GPL and Hammy Hockey. That's where you follow him on Twitter, and he's always posting on GPL, too, when he's not bored with the fans that are chicken littling out, out there. That's it for this week's GPL podcast. I'm looking to get another guest for next week, but I'm waiting to hear back from him, so we'll have to wait and see. But uh, we'll be back next week to recap the gopher sweep of the Bulldogs. And uh, oh, I know, there it was. I, sorry, I had to do it. Shot across the bow. I know. And then we'll be uh, previewing the Denver series. Until then, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>